The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. In this episode, we share with you a ritual that helped us get through quite a rough patch in our relationship. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We're married and we've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001, over 20 years. On this show, we share our life as an Asian American lesbian couple. Some of our favorite topics are positive spirituality, holistic health, sometimes cats, lesbian alert, and other things we hope are entertaining, uplifting, and helpful for living your love story. So here we go. Welcome to our home studio in the Pacific Northwest. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to today's episode. Are you having, are you having a giggle attack? Yeah, it's I'm normally me. kind of laughing me. at us. Oh, well. It's okay. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Before we get into the topic for this episode, we wanted to tell you about this amazing re- recipe for summertime. For summertime. Now, I know we are like moments into fall, <laughs> but it's okay <laughs> because depending on where you live, it may still feel very much like summer. Um, but these are matcha creamsicles. I, I've renamed it matcha creamsicles, okay? Oh, instead of matcha pops. Right. I mean, it can still be a pop, but um, so anyways, let us. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> We will get to the topic oh. today, but this recipe is so good. We had to, had to share it. And anytime something comes along that is just amazing, it's a responsibility to share it. Don't you think? I Toast. think in general. Yes. Yeah, yes. It is. Like share okay. the wealth. Get Have that culture yes. of sharing the wealth. We need to move away from this hyper-individualistic society into a more communitarian share. kind share of ethos. and share. Yes. So I was on Instagram one day and my friend posted a recipe for matcha pops. I saw it. I'm like, I'm going to make that. You're like, I realized, I'm Asian. I'm Japanese and I need to know about this matcha. Matcha? I guess, I guess, yes. Possibly. I just had to stick, yes. you know, the Asian stuff Yes, in okay. Well, anyways. And and we had it on hand. Like a lot of people have to go buy it. We we had it. Um, I don't know. Does Did that matter? Asian points? Whatever. I was trying to. I don't know. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so this recipe was so good. Um, but again, wait, let me just back up. So I didn't have all the ingredients. So I revised it with what I had. So here is the recipe. Go get a, go get a notepad and a pen, and I'm going to tell you the recipe. This is how well we... It's a, it's, a, it's a short recipe, but I've memorized it because we've made it a few times now, right? Well, I'm lucky that you have. Yes. She's, she, Sienna makes it and blends it, and what I do is I you clean the molds. I, oh. clean, I clean the popsicle molds. <laughs> like, I'm the dish dishwasher, generally, in our house. You're the dishwasher? Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so here we go. This is the revised recipe for matcha creamsicles versus matcha pops. Okay. Which is just obviously a creamier version, which I love. Okay, I guess so. I guess okay. that is obvious. I so it's one, of it that. one can of coconut cream. And don't get all the ones with like all the filler and stuff like that. You want it unsweetened. It's just one can of coconut cream. Two thirds cup 
of coconut milk. The two-thirds cup of coconut milk can come from a can, or it can come from whatever non-dairy milk you might have in the refrigerator, like a carton of coconut milk or a carton of almond milk. It could be anything like that. Two-thirds cup of maple syrup, and this is pure maple syrup. It's not maple syrup like Aunt Jemima with added refined sugar. Yeah, it's just pure maple syrup. Corn syrup. syrup. Yeah, no, we don't want corn syrup. And the last ingredient, two teaspoons of matcha. Oh, my God. Two teaspoons, that's it. Two teaspoons, two little teaspoons. And all you need to do is blend all of this together and then pour it into your molds. If you do not have enough molds, what we did is we left the mixture in the blender and we added a whole bunch of ice. We blended that all together and it was like a matcha frappuccino. Matcha frapp, yum. Oh my God, so good. It is so good and we posted it on the Love and Above blog and people are making it and enjoying it too. So I hope you guys enjoy that recipe. Um, If you've tried matcha before but had a bad experience because it was too strong or it was um, too bitter, there was probably a bit too much matcha in there for your taste. So or maybe you just don't like how matcha, maybe you, green tea that's tastes. True. That's, that's true. possible. But I will say this is a very nice, nice amount of matcha in here, meaning it's just the perfect balance. We think it's perfect. To, to me. I got sassy because when I first made it, I did one heap, I did he, two heaping Because you were like, two of, tablespoons? No. Oh, oh, oh. Well, two, like, teaspoons, oh, teaspoons, two teaspoons, teaspoons. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Do not put two tablespoons yeah. in there. Um I got a little sassy, and it was it was a little bit too much, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Just a little bit too much. Anyways, so enjoy. So Sienna just mentioned that the recipe is on the Love and Above blog. So that is loveandabovecatclub.com. You know, we I'll put the link in just the show to, notes. Yeah, and too. they'll see the photo right? of it. Okay. Because it's that. Okay. All right. So enjoy. Let us know if you try it. Well, one more creamsicle note. How about that? This is so easy to do. Now, if you don't like matcha... You can substitute the two teaspoons of matcha with two tablespoons, so toast, maybe this is what you were thinking of, two tablespoons of cacao powder, cacao powder, and you will have fudgesicles, people, fudgesicles, so good, totally, we tried the recipe, totally good. All right, topic. Actually, <laughs> actually, no. Are we going to get to There's our another, yeah, today? yeah, I promise. Just a note that these are so delicious, so we were looking forward to them for dessert, but oh, we, we learned geez, kind yes, of the hard way so that, hello, reminder, these things both have, have caffeine yeah, in both them. Of them. So we kind of like, we're like lying in bed and just talking, talking, <laughs> like, talking and couldn't talking fall asleep and, and we're like, oh my God, too much matcha. Falls. We had a business meeting. We had, we yeah, did, just lying in bed but, in the dark. Anyway. But, um. Don't forget, too, this is also really important. Don't forget that matcha and cacao are superfood items. So they're superfood ingredients, tremendous antioxidants, and even um, cacao has an antidepressant quality to it, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I have certainly felt. Um, So it's all good stuff. Yeah, it makes you feel good. Yeah. It does. It does. Well, that was fun. Next, we'll talk about The Notebook, A Relationship Habit. The Notebook, A Relationship oh Habit. 
The movie. Okay. The movie. Please d- Okay. Are you old enough to remember the movie, dear listener? <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> they might not be old enough. Yeah. We are. <laughs> that movie was so sweet. I hope people don't drop off now because I've said that. That's horrible. Because, you know, a lot of people, there are many people, I think there are more closet people who like sappy movies. Hey, somebody's keeping the Hallmark (laughs) Channel in business. Somebody is. That would be me and my brother. And my brother. (laughs) Your brother likes Actually, well, my my sister-in-law. Okay. Remember? Yes. Yes, she does. She does. Because everyone wants a happy ending, right? I mean, not... Right, right. That's our instinctual knee-jerk kind of... The original happy ending, what, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even know what you're talking about. Anyways, so I will just... I, I can't hide who I am. I mean, I love a Don't beautiful apologize, love girl. story. A beautiful love story. Hello, live your love story. Love and above cat club. I mean, I love love. People know that. I love love. Mm-hmm. So the notebook, um, are we talking about the notebook? <laughs> no, we're not. Wait, we're not. We're talking about our notebook. Okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. You talk to the, to the people. I'm going to just open that door. For the cat. Yes. Okay. Keep see, we promise, see, we Keep promise you cats. Uh, so our cat is pacing and he's wanting to go into the other room. So Sienna's going to do that for him. Um, so the notebook, a relationship habit. Now, what we mean by that is a literal ritual that Sienna and I used to do for about three to four years during a time much earlier in our relationship. We were fighting. When we were fighting, man. (laughs) Like hands on hips standing in the kitchen at two in the morning. You know, that kind of fighting, you know? But you see, and you're walking on eggshells for 20 plus years. 20 plus years later. I mean, this is, this is what it is, right? This is, there's a journey. Nothing is ever smooth sailing because we're here to grow. We're here to learn. And this was a huge thing for us to learn with each other. Yes. So this notebook ritual saved us for lack of a better word was definitely something that helped us out during a time when we were fighting a lot. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I kind of chuckle a little bit, but I bet more than one person will be able to relate when I share that. Sienna oh no, and I what are you say? would. <laughs> You're making me nervous. Well, we would, we would, uh, at least we had some oh presence no. what of are mind. You gonna say? <laughs> we had some <laughs> presence of mind to know that maybe we shouldn't continue talking at each other's faces and instead we oh, should yeah. yes. email True. each other. Believe it or not, <laughs> folks, <laughs> we started emailing each other because you cannot give a tone in an email. You have a chance to read your words back to yourself yes. and make a better decision. Yes. There is there. I mean, I mean, you can read an email and it can feel tony, right? Oh, totally. But at least there's more benefit of the doubt when you're reading words on a screen. 
And you then, have the chance to edit yourself. Like you have the chance to be a better person. Yes. Yes. Instead of blurting, right? Right. Blurting. Right. So we did. We emailed each other. And then one day I was watching Oprah. This was back during the Oprah era. <laughs> Wait, was it during Oprah time or was I watching a... a re, um, no, no. It was during... It was Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Of the yeah. time. So, and on Oprah, she inter- she was interviewing a bunch of couples who had been together for like super long and one couple... They, they had this rich ritual, I guess we're calling it a ritual, right? Or they had this, they did this practice of writing every single day in a notebook, answering three questions. We've, we chose, we kind of modified it. We've used our, yeah. With it. So, so the questions we're going to share today are um, the ones that we used during our time, but every single day you get your notebook and you answer three questions. So it's kind of like Mad Libs for couples. The, <laughs> they probably don't know that. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, those of you who know, you know. If you know, you know. You know. So the first thing you write is, dear blank, and you fill in your partner's name. And then you say, then you write, today I feel, and then you can choose to share how you feel. The next thing you write is, Yesterday was great because, and then you find something that Focus you can consider yep. to be great or grateful for, right? And then the third and final thing, you write something like, I'm grateful for you. So this, this last one is you're focused on your partner. I'm grateful for you, or I'm grateful for your blank, you know, your... I'm trying to think of something that I'm grateful for you for. <gasps> I'm Look how grateful. long it's taking. We have to do the <laughs> no. books again. I'm grateful for your laugh. Another thing could be I'm grateful when you, you know, when mm-hmm. you take the time to give me a compliment. Another, or, I'm grateful that you. Mm-hmm. It's like thank, I'm grateful that you do all the work that it takes to uh, decide on our grocery list and, um, you know, make the groceries happen for us. That would be, those would be real life examples of what I might say in my letter to Sienna, because that's the type of stuff that she does. And so, so there's bas- so you're basically answering three things. You're writing yes. three things. Right. And today I feel Yesterday was great because, and I'm grateful for you or when you or that you, mm-hmm. you know, something about your partner that you're grateful for. So that grateful one, that third one, actually we started using a little later. The original mm-hmm. was, I love you because, and you, right. you, you know, so if you like that one, if that one resonates, then true. you can use that one too. Yes, so, true. Um, Whatever resonates with you because, yeah. see, <laughs> what? This is what? me chuckling at myself because... That to me, yeah. I love you because that's like a very, that's, that's a tough. That's the whole thing you talk about with like quantifying, right? Yeah. Well, and that <laughs> to me, like the, re- I just love you because I love you, you know, like you can't explain love. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's probably why we changed it. Right. You probably brought <laughs> yeah, it up in yeah. an email <laughs> or, um, <laughs> Okay. This is so, not a philosophy podcast, so I will stop. So what's great about this, it, it's pretty much similar to a gratitude journal in a lot of ways, but it's very 
it's, it's more focused and, um, focused on, uh, the relationship, your life, um, and yourself. Like it's just those three things, right? Mm -hmm. How you're feeling that day. You're how many times, like for Toast and I, we would be, you know, towards the end of the day and we wouldn't totally know how is the other one feeling. But when you start the day and I've read in my journal book, Toast's words of, oh, she's feeling stressed because of X, Y, Z. Now I know that and I can go into the day with more compassion, like knowing that that's, that's where she's at right now. And mm. so is that going to be a great time for me to bring up <laughs> some other stressful topic? Probably not. But it might make me want to do something, a little extra nice thing for her that day mm. because she's feeling stressed. You know, that's right. That's I forgot. We so the way we used to do these books. Oh yeah, explain that. Is uh, each of us has what we call morning time. So Sienna gets her coffee. I get my tea. And we are and, apart. Right. We are in separate rooms, and we just do our things like meditate or journal or whatever. Um, our personal solid time of solitude. And. So during that time, we would write the notebooks Mm -hmm. for the other person and then deliver the notebook. Yeah. And just leave it Mm -hmm. and walk away. Yeah. Nobody gets hurt. (laughs) Nope. So that's how we would do it. So so we would be able to start. And at that time, it was a really stressful time, I remember, um, financially too, Mm -hmm. which was probably why we were fighting a lot as well. Definitely a contributor. But we would just go to the Dollar Tree and... Get their composition books. Marble. And, you know, so Toast would have one. I would have one. And we would just write and and, um, trade it. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I think along with the fact that it prompts you, this ritual prompts you to think about your partner. And then, obviously, also lets them know that you're thinking about them. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the therapy of it. But I also think just the act of writing out in long hand. Yes. It kind of it kind of forces you to slow down, be more um present and settled in the moment. And I think that is also therapeutic. That's totally therapeutic. And yeah, and also too like it's so different when you are called to write it out, you're thinking of it, you're writing it out versus stopping at thinking of it. Mm-hmm. You know, what it takes, how yeah. it changes even, how it even goes deeper. There's something that goes deeper when you take a thought from just being in your head mm-hmm. and then you actually write the words down because now you're choosing the words mm-hmm. You know, there's more, it feels more integrated and you're more um, immersed in whatever that thought is. Yeah. I think um, the task of having to articulate Mm -hmm. and put things into words and like to form sentences about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. it it actually helps you, helps you think and helps you get clear about how do you feel (laughs) or what you do think about Totally. I love that. So we did that for about, we did the notebook relationship habit for about three to four years, I guess. 
That's a lot <laughs> when you think about was it. it. Was it? I mean, the couple on Oprah did it like I think it was like at least twenty years. Oh they my god! It. They did it a whole stretch of their life. Oh. I mean, their relationship. Wow. Not from the start of it, but that's amazing. They did that, and um, I think that would be. I don't know if they have kids, but how beautiful for the kids to have all those notebooks. I mean, that's a, probably a lot of notebooks, though. <laughs> that could be a book. I wonder if they ever wrote a book. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. But we slowly... We stopped doing it. Yeah. And it was fine because that's probably why we stopped. The season for that was (laughs) over, I guess. Yeah. It is, it is neat how... Oh, and we still have them. Well, I have mine. (laughs) Joe's your face. (laughs) I... I don't know where mines are for sure. How you know? can you not know? I mean, I have where I have so many boxes are. of books, and I don't even—they must oh. be with all of my journals. And I don't know where my journals are. Oh my god! Exactly. Well, okay. You I know? will give you like, exactly. There's. I will give you a pass for the moment because we have moved three times in three years, so they—they've got to be somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, it's it's funny. One of those things where it's like, I must have spent, I probably spent a few hours looking for a bunch of like electronics type stuff. Oh, yeah. Where to you go, know? right? And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I guess I lost in the move. Like what? And then, I know. It's so strange. And then later on you come across it and you're like, oh my God, they were there the whole time. Oh, geez. Why did I see them there? Oh, where you were initially looking? No, they were just in a place where I obviously hadn't thought to look before but you know in the course of finding in the course of just going about my business on another day I Mm -hmm. went and I was just like but that's but that's moving right like when you're at the at the you want to make use of every inch of a box Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you end up throwing things in there that don't even match what you wrote on the outside and then it's like you live without those things I mean, you try. Do you really need them? Exactly. You know, and then you're like, why do I have so much stuff? That's why I don't like. That's another topic. Too much stuff. That's another. You know, we should do a topic on moving. Anyways, overcomplicates life. It does. Okay, that that was off the topic. We (laughs) (laughs) we hope you enjoyed this episode and this tip. If you try it, we'd love to hear how it's going, how it goes. If you're on Instagram, you can let us know by sending us a DM. We're on Instagram at Sienna and Toast. All one word, Sienna has one N. And you can also find us at SiennaandToast.com. Rate and review the podcast. Just support your friendly neighborhood lesbians, you know, and LGBTQ folks. Support the love out there. And yes, yes as always, live your love story. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.